Again, that's Romans chapter 12, verse one. And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. And it says, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all the delights, all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Let's continue with verse two. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Praise God. Well, today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. God laid this on my heart. Work spouses. Work spouses. Is this really from God? Now, let me tell you what how this came about. One day I was uh, actually was at work and I heard overheard a conversation and this young lady saw this young man and she said, I know someone who has a big crush on you. She said, I mean, I was she was this young lady was singing your praises. And she said, I am going to make him referring the young lady. Talk to the young man. I'm going to make him my work husband. When she said that, I, I was baffled. I was like, work husband. Now, I've heard of the, the term before, but I'll be honest with you, until now, I really never thought much about it. You all, when I heard that, and once again, I was, I was baffled. Let's go back. The scripture says in verse 2, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will. You all, once again, the work spouse, is this really from God? We all know the answer that it is not. Well, after hearing this conversation, I remember I went home and once again, it, it, it baff I was baffled by this. I was shocked for a number of reasons in which we'll get into. Well, I began to do some research on work spouses. I want to know a little bit more about it. I kind of knew loosely, but I, once again, up until the present time, I never thought much about it. And I thought it was something, this was quite in interesting in that as I was reading the definitions and particularly the different articles, the articles seemed to have a, a, a from the perspective that this was okay, as long as you stay within boundaries. Once again, I was shocked. The word of God says for us not to be basically influenced by the culture and the opinions of the world. According to the world, to have a work spouse is okay as long as you stay within boundaries. You know, if I was a married man, I think I would have a big problem if someone was calling my wife on her job, his work wife, there's something about that, that it does not set well with me. 
And I don't consider myself to be a jealous type person. However, there's something about that that once again, it doesn't set well. Now, one thing we can know, we know for sure, the enemy is a copycat. He is a master imitator and he will mimic anything that is of God. Let's think for a moment. Once again, do you think the term of the ideal work spouse came from heaven above? No, this came from the enemy. Now, we know some of y'all may be thinking, well, brother pastor, you know, it's not that big a deal. You know, as long as you don't cross any boundaries. But but let's 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 look at this. No, it is a big deal. Once again, the enemy loves to mimic or imitate anything that's God. He's trying to imitate the institution of marriage, although in and in, in, in thought it may seem once again harmless. The work spouse. What makes this dangerous? Why is this term dangerous? Well, it's dangerous because for one, when you refer to someone as your work spouse, you are giving power to it. The word of God says we are ensnared by the words of our own mouth. When you say that this is my work spouse, you are giving power to it. Let me say it a different way. You're setting a foundation for the enemy to work against you. You're just setting a platform for him to work against you and your thinking. This is a that's a very dangerous statement and it's dangerous within itself. Now. Once again, you give power to it. You know, let's 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 kind of step out of 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 this if you will let's look at something if i say that i am sick and i keep saying i'm sick you know what not only will i be sick but everyone will perceive me as a sickly person if at the same time if i on the same hand if i say i'm a well person it does not matter my current condition i can be sick but if i say out of my mouth that i am well you all know what everyone will perceive me eventually they will perceive that i am well it will come to pass if i say and i believe in my heart now if i say this is my work wife then you know what? Although I may not have any feelings, it may be strictly platonic, but you know, it gives enemy a foundation to work in my mind, work against my thinking as relates to uh, based on the word of God. It licensed him to work against my thinking. To say that this person is your work spouse, you're opening up a door for the enemy to attack now when i say that guess what i will begin to have ownership of that person literally being my work spouse now once again it may seem harmless but it's not harmless that person will become just like my work spouse now what does that mean that person want me to to give that person's time think about it 
You have to spend all your time. You know, you can't use anyone else. That person will get jealous. Well, look, I'm your work spouse. Why don't you use me? Let's think about it. When you say certain things, you draw a connection there. Demonstrate the power of your word. I'm sure many of you all back in the day, you you had an interest in an individual. You may once again had an interest and, you know, it was mutual. You know, a young lady, young man, they they find each other attractive and you begin to spend time with that person. Perhaps you've even gone out to the movies a few times with that person. You spend quality time for a short season with that person. However, if you do not name it or you put some type of of uh, codify that or put some type of something, say something, some type of structure, it will eventually fade away and fade out. Now, why is this? Because mutual interest in the two parties, if it's not named something, think about it. There's no power. That person is free to go do their own thing. You're free to do your own thing. Although you both like each other, you are attracted to one another. But because it was not named, it will fade out to the black, so to speak. When you say this person is your work spouse, you name it. Now, think about it. If you never name it, it's something that can eventually just go into nothing. But when you name it, you license the enemy to put thoughts in your head, put thoughts in their head, and you all begin to function on the job like you say, as a work spouse, we know this can lead to a lot of dangerous, many dangerous areas. Now, let's go back. The lady said, I'm going to make him my work spouse or my work husband. Now, let's look at this. For that individual to say that, that means that person we know the person already, according to the young lady reporting the information, was crazy about this young man. Let's look at it. She had to be very confident, confident in herself to be able to manipulate that situation. Because think about how you're going to make a person your work spouse. When you say certain things. Let's say it this way, you license the enemy to aid and assist you. Now, once again, is this from God? We already answered the question. No, it's not from God. This ideal is from the enemy. So when you make certain statements, the enemy in this supernatural, although it's demonic, you have some supernatural help to help you with that. They'll begin to give you thoughts and ideas and suggestions how you can attract this person. They'll begin to give you ideas how you can manipulate that person. This is very dangerous because you know what? If you open your mind and your heart to the enemy, guess what? He just won't stop there. He will invade other areas of your life. If that young lady is not careful, she'll become obsessed with that young man. Everything that she will do will revolve around that young man. Let me tell you something. The enemy does not play fair. If you notice the enemy, he always starts off kind of shy or soft or subtle. But then he gradually becomes stronger and stronger until he'll take you over. 
when you make certain statements such as I'm going to make, I'm in other words, I'm going to manipulate, I'm going to convince that person, you, 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 you yield yourself to the enemy to attack you or to aid in that pursuit by way of making your life miserable. We got to be very careful when we make certain statements. Now, let's dig on a little deeper. As I began to research this work spouse, I, I saw once again many definitions. And as I began to look at different articles concerning the matter, I, 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 I read some interesting things. And, and I'll be honest with you, the first glance I began to read this, to me it sounded like just a work friendship. You know, it's nothing wrong, you know, with having a friend where you can confide in you know, as it relates to, Hey, can you read this email? Is, is, is it grammarly? Is it correct as it relates to grammar? Um, does this email say what I want it to say? Does it give off a negative tone? You know, if you can find someone who you can trust do that, that's wonderful because, you know, we live in a kind of a cut work, cutthroat society and world. And oftentimes that can be very present on the, in the workplace. So for you to, Find someone that that's a great thing to me that that's still friendship. There's nothing, you know, that's your go to person. Hey, anytime I type something, hey, I want you to read this because I'm trust you. And there is trust. There is a certain amount of vulnerability. And there's nothing there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it may be professional. You know, look, how was that presentation? Was it really? Did What do you think I need to work on? Those things. It's nothing wrong with that. That's friendship. You know, in a work environment, you may talk about little Jimmy's soccer game. That's light. It's there's nothing deep about that. There's nothing deep about that. But where it gets ugly is when you begin to share secrets. When that person you begin to share secrets with that person, you become more entangled, you become intimate with that person. That person begins to share secrets with you. And if you're not careful, you'll be sharing secrets that should only be known by your spouse or your, if you're not married, your best friend. And if you're not careful, guess what? It'll go further than that. If you're not careful, you begin to share things with that person that you would not share with your spouse. There's a problem. The enemy loves secrecy and he loves to hide in darkness secrecy darkness where no one knows but you and that person that's a dangerous place to be let me give you uh an example of this in one of the articles that i read it was a story it was a a a young couple they were married and the wife had consistent continual miscarriages well in an effort to console his wife the husband he 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 was there he tried to comfort her in her time of grieving i mean that's tough and especially if you want children and so he was there as a source of strength for her however where he made this mistake he confided that information was given to his so-called work wife so much so he would talk about his frustrations so much to the point 
where he began to cry on her shoulders. Now, remember, I said she had multiple miscarriages. And so he would 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 uh, express his opinion, his opinions, how she felt about the matter. And once again, many days cried on her shoulder. Well, the wife found out about it. And of course, as you already know, she was furious. Now, we know that this wasn't good at all. And it represented the ultimate, if you will, betrayal, emotional betrayal, because that was really that he had an, an emotional affair with his work spouse, his work wife. Now, unfortunately, after a few months, it ended in divorce because they, the, it, the marriage could not bounce back after that. You all, once again, when you begin to share secrets, the secrets that only your spouse should know, or in some cases, secrets that your spouse don't even know. You're on dangerous ground. Remember, the enemy loves to breed darkness and secrecy, or I should say secrecy is bred in darkness. The point is this, you're in the enemy's domain. You're in the enemy's domain and things can happen that you did not intend to happen. I'll give you some other examples. Uh, they gave a list. Um, it could be, do you always eat lunch with this person? I mean, every day you eat lunch with this person. Now, some of you, you may have people and it's nothing. Okay, that's fine. There's a list of different things, but do you always have to eat lunch with this person? Does that person always save you a seat at the meeting, at the board meeting or the company meeting or whatever? They always have a seat for you. Does the person know what you like? Do they order for you? They don't even have to ask you. They're going to order you because they already know what you like and what you don't like. Do they finish your sentence? Sentences. Would you, can you, you have so much of a, an emotional bond where you just know that person, if they're having a good day or a bad day, you know that person intimately. Emotionally, that is. What about... Um, when you go home, do you call that person your work spouse to talk about work related events and neglect your family? Do you spend time with that person after work? These are dangerous signs that you're in trouble. You all this work spouse thing is not good. Once again, it is acceptable by society, but I'm here to tell you. It is not honorable in the sight of God. It is not honorable in the sight of God. So what should we do if we're ensnared by this work spouse? Well, first of all, we know, according to the examples given, there's a lot of time spent. So one of the things that you need to do is back away as relates to time. Stop spending so much time with that individual. Use other people if, if need be, but stop spending time with that person. Depending on how much time you spend with the person, it could be almost like someone pulling your heart because you so you've grown so accustomed to that person being there. Now, think about it. At this point, you may I'm being serious. Do you think about that person when you put your clothes out? Are you dressing for that person? See, all these things are, are dangerous signs that you're in a bad space that you need to get out. And this is a warning. This is a warning.
So stop spending time with that person. Once again, it may tug, put a tug on your heart. It may tug your heart, but you have to stop before problems arise. Stop before it's too late. Um, once again, you can use someone else. Depending on the situation, depending on if everyone in the office know about this, you know, and depending on the individual, I'm not saying that you should do this all the time. You need to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. You know, you may want to say, you know what, we probably need to stop referring to each other as work spouse. You know, I, I don't think my spouse at home would approve of this. And I think it would be best for just for my marriage or whatever not to do this. Now, sometimes you can do this. Sometimes you may not from the perspective of you may be dealing with a fool and it would totally disrupt the work environment. But I tell you this, if you stop using that term and you back away and you ask the Holy Spirit for some guidance, the Holy Spirit will show you and navigate and will teach you how to get out of that situation. But you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. We know it was listed the thoughts of the enemy that got you into that situation and only the Holy Spirit can bring you out. These are some practical things that you can do that kind of help you uh, get out of that situation before it's too late. You know, I imagine there are many marriages that has dissolved because of someone on the job. And you know what? It's not always sexual. It does not have to be a physical based on a physical relationship. It can be just think about it. If you're spending time with that person on the job, you see the best of that person. Now think about it. You're at work. You probably see that person high performance. They're in the very best, but your spouse at home, you see the very worst. You, you smell that their breath stinks. You smell their morning breath, but your work spouse, so to speak, which we need to quit saying that term altogether. The person on the job, who you kind of have an interest in, their breath is always smelling great. It's unfair. The enemy will do anything to dissolve your marriage. Let me tell you something. That man's feet stink just like your husband's. That man has issues just like your husband. I'd be willing to bet your bottom dollar that your spouse is far better fit for you than that work person. Now, let me say this. Remember, you only seen the very best. You don't really know that person. That spouse has been with you through thick and thin. They are committed to you, but the enemy is going to try to show you all of their flaws. Beware of your friends because a lot of times friends will, will mess your head up as well. The enemy, once again, is a master imitator of the things of God. And, you know, I heard uh, there's, there's one man of God. He said it this way. You know, that that little de devilish anointing you be on that. When you talk to that person, it just it's just you just all seem not to connect. You, you're, you're on the same level intellectually. You enjoy talking with that person every moment. You just enjoy that person. Remember, you only see the best of that person. I, uh, once again, there is a demonic anointing on that. It's not real. The enemy is imitating. The, the real thing is at home. That's the real thing. 
That right there is an imposter. It's not real. You know, we have seen this time and time again when people leave their spouse for someone else, they always be put in the trick bag and they will always come to their, to the conclusion that, you know what, whether they admit it or not, I made a mistake. You all, once again, we're talking about work spouses. We know that they're not from God. And I believe the Holy Spirit is throwing out a lifeline. Listen, you can end it. If you ask the Holy Spirit how to end it, he'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you wisdom and knowledge how to get out of that situation. Now, remember, God loves you. He loves you and he has nothing but the best for you. But end the relationship, if you will, end it before it is too late. Work spouses are not from God. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.